Hey there, Rollers. If you're a big honkin' nerd like Brandon and myself, you might enjoy our super originally named TTRPG news and discussion podcast, The Goblins and Growlers Podcast. We talk about everything from what's happening in the world of Dungeons and Dragons to indie tabletop games, old modules, and even tabletop RPG adjacent merch like the Dark Tower board game remake. If that sounds like your bag of dice, come check us out on the Goblins and Growlers podcast over at bit.ly slash goblinsgrowlerspodcast. That's all lowercase, bit.ly slash goblinsgrowlerspodcast. Come nerd out with us. Did you guys just continue walking off? Have you guys like investigated anything or like f- fiddling no, we around killed the udder cap corpse? We we killed the udder caps and then we flicked a toothpick at their corpses <laughs> and are just like, yeah, that's what you deserve. And we just kept a, on walking through the woods. Put a cigarette out on its unblinking dead eye. Yeah, we've all got <laughs> white t-shirts on with the sleeves rolled up like James Dean with packs of smokes. <laughs> Solinar insisted that the only polite thing to do was to bury all of the bones of these dead adventurers. And so we've spent the last three days digging holes, digging, digging that's, holes. That's too much. Are you right. Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. Now, last time we left the party standing before a deathly hunting ground of hungry, spidery folk. It's always a tricky web wandering into someone else's dinner table, especially when you can be on the menu. Fortunately, only one life was lost, and the other Edder folk, well, they stayed in their homes, granting the party passage through their realm. Now, don't misunderstand. I have absolutely fought for my survival before, sometimes even to the unfortunate end of my opponent. Well, we can't always be gentle in an angry world. Still, I do wonder what their name was. <laughs> well, as always, y'all take care now. Aside from the Edder Caps, there doesn't seem to be much else that threatens you in this forest. You can still sort of feel this sense of being watched, but the further you go from where you fought the Edder Caps, the more that that fades. Eventually, you're going to come across what looks like a stone ruin. The foliage around it has reclaimed it. There are holes in the walls and ceiling that the vines and growth of trees has just sort of taken in. There's this really lonely sense of peace and sort of this feeling like there is nothing here. I, um, Alita's gonna like look down at the pendant and like look up at the ruin and then look down at the pendant. This is supposed to be the place. Like, does it just feel like this place is an embodiment of nihilism or something? (laughs) (laughs) It's just really existential. Does Um, it believe in nothing? (laughs) It just... Have you ever walked into an empty house at night that hasn't been quite moved into? Mm Mm-hmm. That sort of lonely, empty feeling? You don't have to talk about my house. I say as I look behind you at your bookshelves and your pictures and your cat tree. Yeah, it only took me nine months. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's got it's got this like eerie feeling of, of someone lived here w- once and now they don't. It feels emptier than any place you've been in before. Like any of the other holy places, the temples, the shrines, this feels emptier than any of them. You know what this place is really missing is a couple of 
barrier-holding mummies that turn into dust when they drop their barrier. That's I think, true. I think that really jazzed this place up. You know what it's not missing, though? Tons of echo. Hello! Oh, that is that is a lot of echo. So you said there's like a jumble of stones in the middle of like a forest clearing. Is that what you said? Um, this is essentially a ruin. This is not so much a jumble of stones. Is there the equivalent of like an entrance to the ruin? There is. And the building is still pretty large overall. Um, it's just it doesn't feel like there's it it feels like a void does the ruin look like it's a ruin because of like age and entropy or does it look like something happened here to ruin it roll history or investigation whichever's higher uh they're both the same unfortunately so that's a 15 it doesn't look like there has been significant damage that has made this place abandoned. However, there are a couple of chips and cracks and what looks almost to be vandalism that is seems far more recent than some of the worn edges of the stone breaking. Is the vandalism like broken things or is the vandalism spray paint murals? It's graffito. Graffito. It is. It's it's more like scratches and breaks. And oh, you're not entirely convinced that it is vandalism. It just looks like it could be. I was going to say graffito is when somebody graffitis foot picks. <laughs> I was so, hoping this would be like a lore thread that we could spread through the world. In my hometown, you would drive around and constantly all over the place see spray painted. Cindy Pinter is a rat. <laughs> Cindy what? Pinter called out on quid pro roll. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one hundred and forty-three. Come at yeah. us, Sydney. We don't. We don't know what you did, Cindy, but you probably do. Thirty <laughs> years ago. I keep being like we should totally blank out that last name, but this isn't a person any of us knows, so it's not like we're actually saying anything that means anything. I but. still I think we should blur the last name. Yeah, you, you think Let's so? Let's do that. Well, let yeah. me get this while we're blurring things. Yeah, let me get this while we're blurring things. Gabe said, I will visually blur it. Don't worry, people won't see it. Well, Just say kobold like we do when we swear. Yeah, Cindy, while we're here. Cindy kobold is a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Just dub that over it. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, All right, anyway, we're, at this, we're right, at this room guys. with a bunch of poorly done graffiti. Um, there, okay, again, it, the vandalism is destructive vandalism. Not... There's some, oh, so there's like broken beer bottles and things like that. There's broken stone and what appear to be some like broken decorative pieces around. There is no actual door to the shrine, but there is this wide square archway of an entrance. It appears, as I said before, that the forest has all but reclaimed the ruin. There are holes in the ceilings and walls, and they sort of allow this beautiful filtered golden light to shine, and the whole thing just sort of screams ruined majesty. Um, along the walls, in the parts that haven't been destroyed, you can see hammered copper designs um, decorating the remaining structure. In the right side of the entrance hall, a small spring has broken into the space, leaving a small glittering pool of fresh water. Oh, I was like, like a coiled piece of metal has broken in? Yes. <laughs> yep, that's what I meant. Well, I mean, we're fighting metallic dragons, so. True. You're yeah. fighting chromatic, you're fighting for the metallics. Um, there Same are difference. two. There should be a spring dragon. There are two doorways, one on your left and one on your right. Ooh. And, if you and one of the doorways only tells truths, and the other doorway only tells lies. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought Boat was mad about automatons taking the jobs of working class citizens, you just wait until he sees his first spring dragon. <laughs> what, is it, what does everybody say about odds and evens to choose the door? <laughs> on three. One, two, three, evens. evens. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Seems like a pretty solid vote for uh, evens there. Yeah. yeah even. Who wants to roll for it? 
three. <laughs> Wait, what? Why are we now rolling? I thought there were two doors to choose from. And then we picked evens. So how does that make the decision? Yes, yeah, so we take door number two. No, then you roll. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you take Just door number two at that point. Josh, Josh, let the man roll. <laughs> I rolled a six, so it's even. So we should go through the second door. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> and Josh has a stroke. <laughs> so the group is going the group is going to gear up and go through the entrance. Is there anything before you guys go into the main part of the shrine? Is there anything you guys want to do before you're in there? Uh, uh yeah. Actually, Solonar's gonna turn to Melody and be like, You should not come in here with us. What like, why? Like don't don't just hang out in the woods, like stick like to the, the interior of the shrine, but like you definitely should not come all the way in here with us. Well, why can't I come in there? I'm not saying you can't come in. I'm saying you shouldn't come in because these places are dangerous and full of traps and possibly also evil creatures that have two mouths and are the size of three men and want to eat you. And uh, I don't know if you've noticed yet uh, in your adventures with us, but it's pretty dangerous. And these are some of the most dangerous places. That's awful patri- patriarchal of you, Solinar. Well, no, it's it has nothing to do... I'm not saying Alita should stay out here. Alita's been on just as many adventures as the rest of us. What I'm saying is, it's dangerous for someone inexperienced to go into a place like this. Johannes sits down, takes out his whetstone, and begins sharpening the edges of his shield. <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, she's not wholly unexperienced. She spent that time in the cage with the bandits, so she knows what's up. She brandishes her loot as if it was a hammer. I can whack him. I just, look, I just really don't want to have a situation where the five of us are knee-deep in trouble and then, you know, something happens to you because none of us can help, or worse yet... Uh, something is about to happen to you and, you know, we put ourselves in extra danger trying to make sure that you don't die. She's trying so, to pull off a hammer on. So you think I'm going to be a liability? I am concerned that with your level of adventuring experience, you will be in greater danger than the average adventurer. I think I have a fair solution for all this. It worked for the door. It'll work for this. Melody, odds or evens? <laughs> uh, odds? Ooh, bad decision. Mark. All right. I rolled a six. So what, what should we all decide this means? <laughs> she picked odds. I actually... So she doesn't... So if she wants to go and we rolled evens, then I guess that means she shouldn't go. I think she should stay here and we will go in. We won't be terribly long. And I promise I will tell you in excruciating detail about the inside of this place. And maybe as you become a more experienced adventurer, you can explore spaces like this yourself. Uh, Who knows? Even with your own party. How's she going to get experience if we don't let her come on adventures? Day Quinn will stay here with you. Oh, thank you. That would actually be very lovely. I feel very safe with Daquin. Daquin, arm yourself. <coughs> good, that's a good choice. In that Should- in that vein, I'll leave Felix here with you. So, we're going in? I mean, Let's do this. Yeah, like, we, we came for the key. We're, we can't exactly leave without the key. Hopefully we don't get endlessly hungry in here. Or, you know, lose our sight or something ridiculous. Yeah, that... Let's... Fingers crossed, Boat. Uh, uh, everyone, be safe in there and, and make sure you tell me about any heroics that happen. And don't let... Uh, Koza, uh, make sure that you do not ruin your face. Uh, yeah, Koza's got a nice face. Don't forget to write, Melody. Be safe, Johannes! So her voice is going to kind of echo throughout the hall as you guys walk in through the second door, which is the door on your right or your left? Right. 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 Door door number right. All right. The door is going to lead into 
some kind of room filled with beds and footlockers. The beds have been hastily unmade, as though given, and there's, through the layer of dust, it's clear that it was some time ago. All of the trunks at the foot of the beds are open, and there's stuff like paper and socks and, like, other unvaluable mishmash just, like, tossed all throughout the place. I think this used to be a paper sock factory. Sock, paper, scissors. That's the third thing that they make at this at this factory. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in this room. It would ruin all the paper. You said they're just closed. Is that what it was? It's all just like non-valuable stuff. It's like paper, socks, like quills, <laughs> nothing super fancy. This is such a random what? assortment. <laughs> It's just just random stuff, you know, paper, socks. Well, this is just Alex. Alex is going non-valuable and just top of minding it. She's like paper, socks, taxes, Alon's time. Uh, Can I I roll perception? Please do. (laughs) 15. What are you trying to suss out? Um, just trying to get a feel for like. You doing a vibe mm, check? Just, yeah, kind of a vibe check. Yeah, it's a vibe thing. So it looks a little... B- Actually, that would be investigation more than I think it would be perception. Well, perception, vibe check-in. Investigation is if you're looking for something specific. Well, okay. Unless what so, you're looking for specifically is a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your vibe check is going to be... This place is empty. It doesn't look like anything around here is terribly dangerous. But it was tossed over in, like, a hurry and very haphazard. It almost looks like this place was burglarized. Hmm. Robble, robble. I'm gonna go and make these beds. I go and make the beds. I don't know. How many beds are there? Like, 14? Yeah, that's a reasonable number. That's a lot of beds, but okay. Uh, if the sheet fits. Johannes goes about making these dusty ass beds. Solonar's gonna uh hold his hold his hand to his chin and kind of walk around and be like, hmm. Yep. Looks like crime. Does it look like anything's written on any of the paper? Uh yeah, there are a couple of things. What are you looking for? I just wanna get an idea what, you know, did the paper come from a book? Is it somebody's notes? You find a couple of notes. Um, some of them are very mundane things such as Make sure to scrub the pantry next week. Um, Mm. Other notes are like half-finished letters to relatives and family members. Uh, Some of them detail in pretty, you know, intricate uh, detail how to maintain some of the copper artifacts within the temple. Well, shrine. So it's probably some sort of priestly quarters. It seems like this was probably a dormitory back when this okay. shrine was in use. Okay. Uh, can I see if anything's written on any of the socks? Oh, yeah. Sure. Roll investigation. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you nat 20? Did you yeah, nat did. 20 the sock roll? I did. It's the strangest thing. Every sock has the same name on it. Jeremy. Nah. Over and over again. Jeremy. So the problem is that all of our crits are for the dumbest nonsense imaginable. Give so, me them socks. What's on them socks? What's on them socks? Alex, give, right, us, so, give, us, uh, give us the five cents breakdown. All right, guys, outdated the socks. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I'm not describing the taste of the old socks. Um, so you're going to look through the socks and it looks like there was a certain amount of standard issue to these socks, like they were given alongside whatever the uniform of the priests were. You're also going to see stitched on the inside of the uh, top of the sock, the individual names of some of the priests. Uh, Names like Marilyn, Claudine, and Andy. No Jeremy? No Jeremy. Okay. So Andy was written on the bottom of these people's feet in big capital letters? (laughs) And they were like, one of the letters was in the wrong direction. Uh-huh. I'm picking <laughs> up what you're putting down. And some of the letters home say things like, there's a snake in my boot. Dude, there's going to be... <laughs> Thank big, God I had these nice socks. The big bad is going to be Sid. 
Oh, no. <laughs> okay, is there any doors out of here? I'm done making beds. Yes. There are two doors, not including the one you came in. One is to your left and one is to your right. I'm going right, Johanna says after he finishes making the bed. All right. I'm, I'm so good following along with that. So you're going to open the door and there's sort of the sound of the door opening echoes throughout the room. This room is pretty large, especially compared to the previous one. And it presents this lovely wooden stage and plush seats. There's a heavy velvet curtain that's this rich, dark blue, closed as if a show was about to begin. You can't see what is behind the curtain. Is there seats? There are seats in front of the stage. Oh, well, I'm sitting down in a seat if the show's about to start. I swear, if there is an animatronic animal band behind this curtain, <laughs> I am I am bought into the copper shrine. So the thing that is worse about this being an audio medium is that none of you would see the borderline psychotic glee on Gabriel's face when he rose from the bottom of his screen. Gabriel's dying. <laughs> That image will haunt me. Yeah, it's forever. Charles Entertainment Copper's Shrine. <laughs> so the problem is, is that's not what's there. But oh my god, I wish it was because that would have been so much better. It's your world. It's your world. Make an executive decision. Rico Entertainment Dra Rat. Dragon <laughs> Entertainment <laughs> Lamb Chop. <laughs> Hurry, name more protagonist animal animatronics. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, Kosa yeah, is going to send his um, shambling uh, mass of bones and fungus to go pull back the curtain. We need a simpler name for shambling mound of bones and fungus. Oh. Do we want to shambles? I actually I, named him Slim Jim. It's Slim Jim. Shammy Davis Jr. Oh, he okay. has a name. I was, was going to make a case for Bone Daddy, but I like Slim Jim. I didn't even take All notes, right. but I, that's the one thing I remember from last game. <laughs> if you name him Slim Jim, he's going to be vulnerable to being snapped into. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> he's about to snap this curtain back. All right. So he's going. There is this ornate. What appears to be this like rose gold rope that's next to the curtains that he's going to pull. The curtains will part quickly, though there is sort of this loud <coughs> sound because these have not been pulled back in what appear to be ages. And this sort of plume of dust comes out from the velvet. Behind the curtain was a beautifully painted, if very faded, stage scene that depicts a forest. There is, at one point, you can see a tree with a little face hole cut out for whoever was bad at acting. Oh, I applaud. <laughs> Wait, I've always wanted to be the tree. Now is my chance. <laughs> Solinar uh, runs up on stage and takes a, a quick gander at the tree to make sure that it's not like actually a guillotine or something where like he puts his face on and then it cuts his face a off. A tree, A triatine. <laughs> a triatine. Triatine! There we go. Uh, Tri triatine is what dryads use when they need to bulk up. <laughs> <laughs> That's for wrestling. When they want to be swole like the meat, the, the, what was the The scary pixie? fairy. Yeah, scary the scary fairy. fairy. I almost said Dixie Pixie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. What a great wrestling name. She's from the old like the Fay Old South Wrestling Network. Yeah, exactly. She's got the what's the what's the famous horn for the TV show? That's the, the general car? it's from the General Lee. It's the General Lee. It's from the Dukes of Hazard, and it aged badly. Is the General Lee the name of the horn? That's horrible. No. It's, it's the, the name, name of the, the car. car. It's the uh, name of the car. Oh, that makes the, more the sense. The horn plays Dixie. Aren't you from Georgia? <laughs> yeah, I know that this exists, but I, I think I was I was before my time. Okay, let's go, Solonar. Do the singing tree number. 
I got an 11 for investigation, which I'm guessing means that I do take a look, but I don't look close. Nothing appears to mean that this tree is a tree, a team. Behold, it is I, the mighty oak, standing Woo! amidst the forest. Poetry! Um, <laughs> is there a reason that we're fiddling around with this? Shh, Solonar is about to re do some poetry. Well, uh, to answer your question quickly, Alita, you never know what stuff we mess with in a shrine is going to reveal secret awesome stuff. And so it's best to interact with everything at least a little bit because, you know, the the corrupt the metallic dragons clearly had a weird sense of humor when it came to navigating their holy spaces. He's branching out into non-rhyming. That's hard to do. <laughs> the motto of the metallic dragons is fool around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is for copper dragons for sure. As the wind whispers through my leaves, I dig my roots deep into the earth and drink of all of its succulent moisture. I feel right. the mold and fungus growing between my toes, and lo, it is to bring life. Wow, this is like Wordsworth. Boat snaps his oh. fingers. Yeah, snaps. There are three doors leading out from the theater <laughs> for when you guys decide you want to leave. Well, There's one in the center, one in the right, and one on the left. Before we move on, Alex, can I ask a favor? It depends entirely on the favor. I would like it to be canon that copper dragons speak like, um, like Edward G. Robinson. Ah, the copper dragons, see? <laughs> I will concede to that for some of the copper dragons, not all of them. Is that a reasonable compromise? Yeah, see, it was the red dragon. The red dragon came, see? He destroyed our shrine. Yep. We're going to send him to the bottom of the river. You're never going to catch me because I'm a copper, see? I'm a copper. That sounds like a good compromise. The con, see? Center, right, and left. Right. I'm going to take no. this right door. No, Exit wait. stage right, Solonar. No, Johannes, I've always heard Exit stage left. Oh, you're right. So, I mean, well, left. Are, are, you, are you changing to the left or center door, or are you going to go through the right door? Well, Everything we left. own through the door stage, to the left. Stage left is the door <laughs> on the right. Oh, no. Okay, so Johannes is going to blast through the door on the right. Oh, my God, you guys didn't even realize Alex crafted a clever theater puzzle for us. <laughs> Um, and you are going to run straight in to a huge mass of clothing. You find yourself in some sort of walk-through closet, stuffed with theatrical costumes and expired stage makeup. Despite the color and flash, nothing here seems particularly valuable, but you can find costumes ranging from farm animals to kings. I run full speed and I come out uh, the other side with a whole new outfit and makeup because I ran through it. What do I look like, Alex? Uh, so you're going to run through and you're going to come out the other side like a cartoon. And you're going to be wearing what appears to be a like pointed wizard's hat with stars and moons on it and a big robe and a fake white beard. It's me, your father. <laughs> I'm like Solonar's dad. Look, I got a beard and I'm smart because I'm wearing robes and a hat. He's the cookie crisp wizard. <laughs> <laughs> How is it that Johannes runs into a costume room and comes out looking more sane? How does this work? That's what costumes can do. It brings magic to the world. Are there any stage combat weapons? Mm, I don't know. Let me see. Y yes, but they're made of foam. You can find well, a sword, a shield. And that's pretty much it. You can find swords and shields. Here's my here's my question. How well made do they look? Not well enough to use in the absence of real weapons. Let me mm. rephrase. Let me rephrase it. If you, without the knowledge that they were stage combat weapons, were to come upon them in maybe a darkened cavern or shrine or temple. Uh, yes, you and could were caught unaware, trick someone. You could yes. trick someone into thinking they were real 
if you had a really good deception roll. I will take a sword. A brief reminder that all of us do have weapons courtesy of the monastery. Yes, the Mm -hmm. monastery did give you guys like basic weapons. But it's never it never hurts to be swole with steel. Yeah, so add fake sword to your inventory. I think that's a Steel Panther album. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, does anybody else need a costume? I got other things. Kevin, you've been quiet. What's Koza up to right now? Koza is starting to get impatient because (laughs) this is this is just a theater. We should be trying to find this key. So Koza's going to go to the other doors and look down them and just see what looks like there is to see. So down both of the other doors are long hallways that turn off in such a way that you can't see what rooms are beyond them. I uh I feel like we've we've interfaced with the stage enough to reveal that it is not in fact a secret doorway that only requires the thrill of acting to open up. So I'm going to be uh the wizard going forward because I'm playing the wizard. As you say, the wizard. Koza, do you want a costume before we move on? Um, I, I, I don't think so. Mm, that's I, very wise of you, and I would know because I've looked inside of a crystal ball. I will say, if, if we can confirm this place is, like, safe, then I bet Melody would love this. Alita's going to pull a beggar's costume out and sort of fold it up and tuck it into her bag. This could probably be useful if we needed to sneak out somewhere. Or if we need spare change. What, like, what is the costume selection? I know you talked about, like, kings and uh, animals and things like that. You know, Pitch me a costume and I'll tell you if it's there. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, So there are already, like I said, a myriad of animals there's a clown costume. There's the beggar costume that Alita grabbed. There's a pirate costume. There's a king costume. There are some jester's clothes. There is an outfit for a witch. There Burn is an outfit her. for a princess. There's so, sorry, I felt compelled. I will. Uh, Boat will take the clown outfit. Ooh. Okay. Add clown costume to your inventory. A clown costume. Charles Entertainment cl- Boat. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Is there a rat costume? Can I get a rat costume <laughs> oh, with a rat yeah. with a bowler? Yeah, you can get a very large rat costume that the head is essentially a hood that you pull over your face. I'll take it. Oh, look, there's Perfect. a bowler cap here. <laughs> Add enormous rat costume. OK, you're my familiar and I am your wizard. <laughs> Let's go through this door. Okay, middle boss. Or, middle or left? <laughs> uh, middle. So you're going to go down a hallway that's eventually going to turn to the right. Then you're going to find doors to your right and to your left. Let's go to the right. You find yourself in the costume closet again. My God, there was a secret door here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is there any costume money? No. Is there any costume jewelry? Everything that would have been valuable has it it doesn't look like it's there. Everything that you're seeing tends to be pretty. Okay, because I was going to say, what if we took some costume jewelry and then tried to, like, use our good deception rolls? She knew where you were going with it. Sell it later. (laughs) I I know what you were trying to do was fraud. That Uh doesn't mean that I'm that you can find things to be fraudulent with. Wait, wait, wait. Is there a giant costume clock on a chain that i could put around this mouse a clock team perhaps sure why not are you trying to make turn me into a rat flavor flave it's the name of your pizza it's the flavor flave pizza <laughs> all right while well, the three of them uh let's laugh take that other door off. Koza. <laughs> so Koza, this. since you are not getting easily distracted you're going to be the one to open the door yeah. It's, it's packed full of flavor flavor. <laughs> oh, my name isn't Rat Tony. <laughs> this is like I'm so Alana's happy Alana's dying. finding this joy, but like, <laughs> homie. 
You okay? I just want right. to. I just. I just want to really knock off uh, <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, where it's like it's Rat Tony's Pizza. <laughs> Leave all but this. But why in. are you making the rat flavor flave? <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. So Koza, since you're not the one screwing around with this weird rat pizza venture, you're going to open the door to another very large room. It seems to be overall generally unaffected. Everything is standing as one would expect for a large dining hall, which, again, this appears to be what it is. It's standing as you'd expect, except for it's a little dusty. Tapestries depicting happy and laughing copper dragons are hung around the walls. You also see a couple of depictions of not dragons. Uh, Some of them seem to be like beautiful chalice, like a beautiful chalice. There's also an image of like this really fun party. Um, with elves and orcs and humans and halflings and everybody just having a grand old time. Um, there is this lingering sense of mirth in this space. Whatever joy was felt here was so strong that it almost soaked into the floors and walls and the wood of the tables. It's almost dissonant from the lonely, sad feeling that you've had thus far. Is there, is, does it look like in past places where it was abandoned quickly? It doesn't have any place settings or anything like that. It's essentially just the tables, the chairs, and the tapestries. Um, are there other doors from here? There are. There's only one door outside of the one that you came in through. Um, it's to the south, uh, southernmost wall of that room. Um, if you open the door, it's a very short hallway that curves. Koza's gonna... Come on, let's... Let, let, let's let's keep going. It looks like there's a, another passageway past this door. Or hold, past this dining hall. Hold on, I feel like... I feel like I know these tapestries. And I don't know <laughs> how I know these tapestries, but... They seem really familiar. And I rolled a dirty 20 for history on specifically the party with all of the like various humanoids you can't think off of the top of your head of any particular historical parties that this tapestry would depict however you are familiar enough with draconic history to know that copper dragons were very known for like fun lavish events they are known for their sense of humor they're known for their sense of frivolity and you have historically heard about like copper dragons throwing just slamming slamming shindigs that's right this this tapestry illustrates a long history of some of the greatest parties taler has ever known parties slamming shindigs parties that go down in legend parties where the individuals at the parties become heroes of their own right. God, I wish Party I could heroes. have gone to one of those. It's a copper slam jam. Massive attacks, well, dead editors starts playing. Solinar, once we bring the dragons back, you might be able to go to a copper dragon party. Do you think they'd let me come? You're going to be one of the prophesied heroes that brought dragons back. Why wouldn't they? Oh, that'd be so cool. Invitation to the CDP. (laughs) Copper Dragon Parties. They serve bathtub gin at the Copper Dragon Parties. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm so in. Actually, wouldn't the Copper Dragons be, uh, wouldn't they run dry parties? Because uh, coppers, yeah, see, they have to uphold prohibition, see? (laughs) No, they're the opposite. They're prohibition parties. (laughs) Koza, you've already gone through the doorway, I'm assuming, just leaving the party behind. All right. Uh, you're going to find a doorway, and it opens up to what appears to be some kind of library. Oddly, it looks as if there are several musical instruments scattered about. Even otterly, uh, they <laughs> appear to still be in tune. There's otters in here? I wish. I wish there were, but no. Dang it. Otters and bears. Dude, these instruments are in tune? My gosh. As a wizard, I know how to play one of these. Koza, what would you like to do first, since you were the one who got there first? Um, but I will wait for Koza. <laughs> Koza is going to look around at the instruments and kind of strum some 
tap on others. Just, again, doing a bit of a vibe check. Okay. The instruments, you know, let out almost a desperately happy sound. It sort of feels like the instruments have been abandoned and are joyous at the thought of being able to make sounds again. Um, the There are shelves there and a couple of books still upon them, but not a whole lot uh, still available. Looks like many of them have, are missing somehow. Uh, you see a door to the north, and aside from the door you came in, another one on the east. Are you all coming? Oh, heck yeah, I am. I'm going to do, I'm going to play this instrument. And I pick up one that looks like uh, the letter J because it reminds me of my name and it has many buttons. Oh, that's a sick saxophone, buddy. Thanks, man. I, it reminds me of my name because it's like the letter J. Jaxophone. No, that's nothing. Yeah, I'm going to play it. Oh, uh, okay. I'm gonna roll performance. I I actually, even though I'm sure I have negatives. Oh, performance is a charisma. Yeah, that makes sense. I got a 17. <laughs> you all right, Gabe? I hope you enjoy uh making this wicked sax solo. He's epic sax man. Oh please, yeah, it's a baritone sax because uh, Johannes actually is standing on a box to play it. <laughs> <laughs> And then also he, he's playing it. He's playing it objectively well, like the way he wants to. But he's playing it in a freeform jazz way, so it might sound bad. You can do whatever you uh, want. Johannes, I don't think I've heard a performance like that since uh, since Kenneth G used to travel around. <laughs> God, he would put on some shows. I tell you what. Uh, he would. <laughs> Everyone, while I'm very excited that you all are having the time that you are, please remember that we are in a desecrated sacred place. Well, I think there's something to be said for the fact that these instruments are still in tune after presumably not having been tuned for 300 years. It's possible that we will need these as part of deeper into the, I don't know. We can't possibly take all these with us. Well, not all of them, but maybe we each need an instrument. I will take a woodwind. Uh, how about this? Um, oh, it's a it's a pickle something. I don't this one. It looks like it trained on Namek. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me. We have to get the <laughs> copper dragon ball. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me clear the dust out of here. Flapoo, <laughs> and a gust of wind shoots through the piccolo. It does clean the dust out, but it does make a piccolo sound. Hashtag piccolo noises. <laughs> and then uh, Solinar like does a little bit of like a like a test, like to see if he can even do scales. Oh, it's been forever since I played literally anything. Oh no! For an instrument that's so perfectly tuned, Solinar still somehow manages to make it sound like. He has trapped a very angry, very upset cat inside of this. Uh, yeah. Because I just rolled for performance and I got a two, which with yeah. with my performance bonus is a total eight. But like, whoa. Oh, yeah, you're trained. Yeah. <laughs> I forget about rogues, man. <laughs> you're doing great, Solinar. Um, let's let's sort of move on can i wait can i do solinar's playing real quick it sounds like this <laughs> just... great boat koza zoom was like <laughs> cut that audio down <laughs> i was trying so hard to make it as airy as possible <laughs> are there any drums yeah there's a drum all right boat will take a drum all right koza what do you do um koza just picks up a um electric guitar let koza let koza pick his band instrument by himself uh yeah koza just picks up a lute okay perfect and traditional plugs it into the amp <laughs> turns up the mid-range alita is going to pick up a lyre and just sort of be like okay we all have instruments can we leave now yeah i'm taking this bass Clarinet, or this bass, uh, there we go, thank you. 
as we, as we leave, Koza starts playing Voodoo Child. I'm taking this Barry sax with me. So there's a door to the north, and then there is a door to the east. No. Roll de- a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. I'm encumbered by this Barry sax. Is this everybody or just? Oh. No, just Johannes. I got a crit success, but I'm rolling a disadvantage because I have a Barry sax. I got a 14. All right. You are able to jump back instinctively as you open the door. A bucket of frankly disgusting water uh, falls from the top. It would, have landed, it would have landed on your head and dunked you in the very gross rancid water. I play Barry sax at it. It is unaffected, for it is a bucket. It looks like the the room that you have entered is some kind of pantry, with much of the food spoiled or long since rotted away. Hmm. I dig around, in, uh, not too deeply, but just to see if there's anything that's not spoiled. Are there any uh, Twinkies in this world? <laughs> you find no Twinkies or cans of Spam. <laughs> <laughs> only only the driest hard tack. The hardest hard tack. Hard the hardest, tack. tackiest hard tack. <laughs> so hard and tacky you could use it as a building material. Uh, is it, do I see anything of value in here? No. Much like all the other rooms, anything that would be of value is missing. No, I wanted a snack. Okay, guys, that was the pantry. Somebody rigged Centuries it. Centuries old snack. Somebody rigged it to explode. <laughs> with a bucket his a entire pa- your your entire party saw what happened yeah well i was just letting them know just in case somebody looked away for a second because they got distracted good work trying to saxophone intimidated i thought i thought i really it's yeah it took a step back i found its natural reverberation <laughs> all right so last door yay do it you walk through and find yourself in what appears to be the main worship hall An enormous relief of a copper dragon stands at the head of the room, its wings outstretched and face in a wide and mirthful grin. The altar is in disarray, and it stands before the statue. The whole place and the pews don't seem to be in any form of mess, but the altar seems weirdly empty. Like sort of that haunting, empty aloneness? No, the familiar you're familiar by this point with uh, shrine altars to dragons. Mm-hmm. Normally, they'll have like offering plates filled with coin and like, you know, candlesticks and, you know, trinkets and artifacts. This altar is completely bare. There's nothing. Boat's going to go up to the statue. OK. And he is going to sort of feel around to see if there are any switches or anything like that that might make something happen. So as you grope around on the dragon, mm-hmm. you find nothing. Really? Johannes goes up. Hey, boat. I just looked at my inventory in case there was a thing I should give to this shine because it looks bare. And I realized that I have and I don't remember having this. Maybe I got a because I got a concussion when we fell. But I have a scepter of a rat king. Might as well. And you're the currently wearing a rat suit. <laughs> I never said I was putting on the rat suit. I just have it. Boat, put on the rat suit for the <laughs> scepter. <laughs> Boat, I had no. I, when I reached in to see if I had the scepter, I no longer. <laughs> I thought I saw it, but instead I pulled out this what maybe is a n- nesting ra- dragon doll. If I haven't given that away to somebody yet. <laughs> And I put it on the shrine. (laughs) You hear an empty click sound, but it doesn't appear as if any of the doors that aren't already open open. Because there is there is a door immediately to the east that you guys can see that. It looks like has been sort of hanging open, but the odd thing is that the facade of the door, the front of the door doesn't look like a door. It looks like it was part of the wall. Mm, I also put my brelmet here because I feel like they'd like a brelmet. You put the brelmet and you hear that same empty sound of some kind of mechanism unlocking, but not f- opening. 
And then I put a couple pieces of gold. The gold doesn't seem to Koza Solinar. Oh, go ahead, Koza. Koza goes to look at this door that's hanging open. You open the door and there's a small hallway that leads to, oddly, an empty room with a stone altar in the center. There is this feeling of sacred energy around this space. And there are torches that seem to be infinitely lit, lighting the space. However, when you approach the altar, the only thing that you see is a small, maybe palm-sized circle in the dust, but nothing else is there. Ding-dong, bing-bong. Who's bringing you this episode of Quid Pro Roll today? Well, it's the delightful people at our Patreon, including Kira Mays. Thank you so much. Marion Klatt, you are awesome. I'm, like, so grateful that you exist. Uh, Natalia Pearson, you're heckin' awesome. i like, never seen a more awesome person. Olivia Latham, you're the best. Thank you. Sean Britton. I am in debt to you. I owe you a life debt and or a beer. Your choice. Uh, Sith Lord Dippy. Man, I couldn't have dippied without you. And I'm really thankful. Wolf Daddy 72. I'm, God, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, Daddy. And yes, Mountain. Yes, Mountain. These are awesome. You, you guys are great. Thank you for making Quid Pro Roll possible. I, like, literally, I'm, I'm so grateful. So, thank you from me. I'm alone and I'm thanking you on the post roll, making it too long. And Gabe is gonna be mad at me. But I love you so much, I couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Gabe, I so hope that sinking this isn't a critical nightmare well gabe's got like 12 collapse to do it from so i i suspect that between all of them critical nightmare is the name of our show <laughs>